You're now listening to Binge Brew Brain Podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending overeating, binge eating, emotional eating, and yo-yo dieting. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Happy Wednesday. So I've decided to release this episode one day earlier because I know that tomorrow it's Thanksgiving time uh, in US. So I thought that it's a good idea. And unfortunately, today's episode is not going to be about gratitude. No, not at all. Quite the opposite. It might be quite bitter episode because I'm going to tell you how I've lost everything. And of course, don't worry. I'm all right. I'm safe. Everything is all right, apart from the fact that my Instagram account disappeared. So when I say that I've lost everything, and I know that it's kind of clickbait, I've lost everything on my Instagram. So in today's uh, podcast episode, I'm going to explain to you what happened and what I have learned from it. So just enjoy. <laughs> I don't know if there's something to be uh, to be enjoyable about my horrible story, but yeah, I hope that you're going to find it maybe in a way entertaining. <laughs> and of course, it might be warning also for you that these kind of things can happen. Okay, so one day I just got up and I turned on my Instagram account in the morning and I couldn't log in. So the app wanted me to confirm that it's me who is trying to log in. So I've received a message that we've noticed unusual activity from your account. So we've logged you out, follow the next steps within the next 30 days. So we can try try to get your account back before it's disabled. So I received a text code and I fill it out and everything was, was all right. And I thought that it's going to be fixed within the next uh, 24 hours. I was quite sure that it must be a mistake because... Again, I was asleep when something happened. <laughs> I received that message in the morning. So, or I did something, um, you know, the day before I did something wrong, or maybe it's, it's just a mistake. So I thought that it's a mistake. But unfortunately, at the end of the day, my account was disabled. It no longer existed. I couldn't log into it. I've lost everything, all posts, all DMs, all followers, everything. And of course, the next day I decided to fill out the appeal that I want my account back because I believe that it's a mistake. So I fill out the form. I had to prove that my business in, is based on my Instagram account, that my company uh, that my company exists and it's related to my Instagram. I had to provide my tax number. And of course, I, I did that. I had to make uh, pictures of some like documents, which of course I provided. Then I received an email from Instagram asking for my picture with the code from email. And I had to make a picture of myself with my name, with my Instagram account and with that code, which of course I did. And then I was waiting, waiting for a while. And of course, I was still very hopeful. And guys, this happened a week ago. So right now I still didn't get well, spoiler alert, I still didn't get my uh, account back, but I started a new one, which is called Binge Proof Brain. So previously, my Instagram account name was binge.proof.brain, but right now it's just a Binge Proof Brain. But 
coming back to the story. So I think that my account was disabled for breaking community guidelines because this is how usually it happens. But again, I was asleep. So right now I want to give you a list of like guidelines that you have to follow on Instagram. So first of all, of course, you have to share only photos and videos that that you've taken or that you have right to them. So of course, you can see that on my Instagram, there were a lot of pictures taken of me, right? I was on the pictures and also all of the graphics I've made, all, they were made by me. I'm doing everything on my Instagram. So of course, I'm quite sure that I didn't break this rule. Another rule says that we don't allow nudity on Instagram. I don't think that I broke that that rule as well because I don't even think that you have ever seen my like belly button. <laughs> I'm quite sure that I do not post nudity on Instagram. Another rule is that they do not allow uh, for they do not allow people to like artificially collect likes, followers or shares uh, and so on. So previously on Instagram, if you've given too many likes, you've just received a message, you know, try again later, your account has been temporarily blocked uh, from taking this action. So you had to like wait a couple of uh, hours uh, to be able to give likes again. So in that instance, they just gave you a warning. And of course, <laughs> I, I, I don't have to like tell you, but of course I didn't like artificially collect any likes or followers. If you've been following me for a while, you know that my account is a great representation of slow growth. So I started my account in like 2018 and I, I, collected like maybe 6,000 followers, which is not that much. So I had very slow growth. And of course, I also don't like send messages to like strangers. I do send messages to my people, to people who come to my page, who've started following me. And I do send those kind of people, you know, welcome messages and so on. So maybe that's the mistake I've made, that I sent too many messages at once. But again, that's a silly idea. That's a silly reason to disable somebody's account. So another guideline say that you cannot impersonate others, that you cannot offer sexual services, which is quite funny because in my DMs, I got so many messages throughout the years. I've got so many messages from like sugar daddies looking for sugar babes that it's it's ridiculous. And again, why those people aren't, you know, canceled and disabled? Why why me? I don't understand. Uh, another guideline is that you should not encourage or urge people to uh, to self-harm, which I think that my account was quite the opposite. <laughs> but again, we never know how other people are interpreting your work. Yeah, again, I, I do sound a little bit bitter because that's a ridiculous situation, I think. And I'm in a victim mode. I, I do agree. But the funny thing is that something similar happened to me on YouTube. So a couple of, um, maybe two, three years ago on my Polish YouTube channel, I did a video about CBD oil. And, and again, I didn't like promote um, CBD oil. I just shared my experience. I didn't even promote like specific product, but my CBD oil uh, video was flagged. I received a strike on YouTube and it was taken down, which is quite funny because if you're going to uh, right now search on YouTube CBD oil, 
you're gonna find so many videos about CBD oil and I don't understand why my video was taken down and it it broke the community guidelines. So I don't know if that's just me, maybe social media just doesn't like me. <laughs> of course, I know, I know, I, I sound silly, that's, that's not the case, it's probably just, just the coincidence, right? Anyways, at this point, you know, when I uh, sent that um, that appeal, those pictures, those proofs that I'm that I'm the owner of this account, that uh, it's a business, and so on, I was quite hopeful. But then I went on the Reddit. Uh, on the Reddit, we've got a sub subreddit called Instagram, and unfortunately, every maybe second on third or third post was about people complaining that their accounts were disabled. And unfortunately, most of them didn't get them back, which is ridiculous. But I understand it because, again, Instagram is so big. They do have so many people. So probably artificial intelligence takes care of all of it. So probably it's not a real person who disabled my account, but probably it was just AI. And this is what happens to, to other people as well. And apparently there is a huge number of people to whom it happened. But let me tell you, it still hurts because I've built their community. There were some, you know, OG followers who followed me since 2018. I also had so many great conversations in DMs. Sometimes when I would be bored, I would just, you know, scroll back to my conversations and just ask people like, hey, how are you doing? How's your uh, issues with food? Are you doing okay? Maybe you need some help. So again, I I don't know. I, I just loved communicating with people on Instagram. Another pain I have is that this Black Friday, I was going to do a Black Friday promo and I was going to announce a new thing, which would be a group coaching. And I also made a workbook. So I was going to announce that. But again, this is going to be postponed because... I don't have anyone to announce it to, right? Because only fraction of people are connected with me via Facebook or podcast. So definitely on Instagram, I had the biggest audience. So this is where I'm at. I've lost my old Instagram account that I've worked on for years. I started a new one, but let's talk about what I've learned. First of all, is that the sense of security is created in your own mind by your own thoughts. So you have a password on your phone or your computer or your accounts and you think that this is all safe, but it is actually not safe. So my Instagram account, even though I thought that it's mine, that only I have access to it, that only I can like control it, it was actually never safe. It could happen every other time, every other day, it could be disabled. It could happen, but I just thought that I'm safe, that this is mine. It wasn't because it was on somebody else's platform and other people could decide whether it's gonna, uh, whether this account gonna exist or not. And I think that uh, maybe you can't relate to this example, but the examples you can relate is um, about, you know, about this sense of security that it's created by your own thoughts. So other examples would be Let's say that you have a significant other and you think that your relationship will be more stable or you will feel that you will feel safe in your uh, relationship 
uh, when somebody, for example, proposes to you or when you have some kind of contract, maybe uh, you got married, then you think that you that you are safe in that relationship, right? But you are not <laughs> because other people can can cheat on you. They can they can change their mind. They can stop loving you and so on. The other example is about money, right? You may think that when you have a certain amount of savings on your account, therefore you're going to feel safe. You feel that um, sense of security. But again, that's not that's not really true because your sense of security is created by your own thoughts money that you think that you have on your account you actually don't have it <laughs> it's somewhere on your account and also somebody can just steal it from you right so your sense of security is created in your own mind the other thing i've learned is that mind loves to catastrophize and this is just something that minds do my mind started catastrophized that I've just lost my job. I will not be making money for the next couple of months. I will have to go back to my regular job and then I will be unfulfilled for the rest of my life because I cannot like, you know, fulfill my life life's purpose, which is, you know, to help other people overcome their struggles, their habits and so on. And this is funny because today, you know, I had a meeting with my temporary therapists, therapist, and she asked me like, okay, what would that mean? Like, okay, I've lost my uh, Instagram account. What would that mean for me? Okay, I've lost my job. Okay, what would that mean? <laughs> like she, she wanted to get a little bit uh, deeper into um, into what does it mean for me to, to lose all of those things. So sometimes it's good to to ask yourself, you know, these kind of questions, but I'm not going to like share too much about it. But anyways, just wanted to tell you that mind catastrophizing is a is just something that minds do. Your mind, your brain really loves to find a problem and it wants to solve it. So during the first night after this incident, I really had trouble falling asleep because I was constantly like ruminating, like what should I do? What's going to happen? So I was still like all the time thinking and catastrophizing this situation in my mind, even though, you know, there was not much I could do. And to be honest, till today, I do have troubles falling asleep. I, I don't ruminate. Um, I don't think about, you know, my problems uh, in the evening, but I still have trouble falling asleep. So for the past week, because of those problems with Instagram, I do have trouble uh, falling asleep, even though I do not think about it too much. But I think that subconsciously I am still very much stressed about it. Um, but anyways, um, just just keep in mind that that your mind loves to find problems and loves to focus on them. So maybe your problem is that you think that your ties are too big and that you will never find somebody who would love and accept you the way you are. Maybe your mind thinks that you can't be dating unless you lose 20 pounds. Maybe your mind catastrophizes binge eating and it thinks that whenever you binge, that all your progress is gone and you're back at square one. This is just something to keep in mind. Another thing I've learned is just don't put all eggs in one basket. This is what I did. I just prioritized Instagram over any other platforms. And now I I have a problem, right? <laughs> so it's better to diversify your stream of income. It's good to diversify your social media presence. And also maybe you have some files on your computer, you know, just 
try to have a backup files, upload stuff to, to cloud so that when you lose the original file, it's good to have some kind of backup. Now it's time for the fourth and the biggest thing I've learned. And I'm not sure whether I will be able to clearly explain what I mean, but I will try. So the fourth thing I've learned is that you don't need to do anything when things like that come up. What I mean by that? Two weeks ago, if you would tell me that I'm going to lose my Instagram account, I would be sure that I would just freak out, that I would be so stressed, that I would need to exercise to burn that energy, that I would have to meditate to calm my mind, that I have to, you know, light candles as a self-care practice or whatever. But what actually happened is I didn't have to do all of those things. I just felt all of my feelings and believe me, my feelings, uh, they were so many feelings there. It ranged from like sadness to anger, frustration, hopelessness. And I I, I just felt all of those feelings. I just allowed them and I didn't have to force myself to feel those feelings. But again, uh, there are a couple of explanations why I think that I'm quite okay with what happened and I didn't like freak out about it. So there are three alternative explanations. So first explanation is that, hey, maybe I actually shut down my emotions, you know, (laughs) maybe instead of accepting them, what I think is acceptance, I actually shut down my emotions and I, and maybe I just didn't properly like process them yet. This is possible. Funny fact, I still can, you know, shut down my emotions. I still can, you know, sometimes um, just put on that bitch face and I can be passive aggressive. So this is something that I still have to work on. So the second explanation is that maybe I did um, a version of like spiritual bypassing, meaning instead of like feeling my feelings, maybe I just skip that and I try to like find a silver silver lining right away so this is also possible and again I'm telling you those um, possibilities because I'm still sort of in the experience so I cannot tell you for sure what is going on I guess that after a couple of weeks I will be able to tell you really what happened in the moment because again right now I'm still in this um, in this (laughs) in this something (laughs) And the third explanation is that maybe I just really acted upon my own advice. Maybe I just really allowed uh, all of the feelings and I didn't try to change my emotional state. Um, I wasn't really trying to rush through it. I, I was um, I was willing to brew in that negativity. And I have given emotions my approval and permission so that they could just move through my body. And at some point those feelings became optional because I knew that I could evoke them by thinking about this incident more. But I also knew that I can choose different thoughts. So of course, I wanted to, you know, uh, I wanted to brew in that negativity. But at some point, I was just like, you know what, I'm over it. (laughs) I don't have to, uh, you know, think about it constantly. So Um, Yeah, so there's a point I want to make that my acceptance of what happened, my acceptance of my feelings uh, and my thoughts, it came from me having an understanding that that all is good. I'm just having a challenging experience. This is how my life unfolds for me right now. And I didn't have to strive for for that acceptance. I didn't have to strive for allowing my feelings. I didn't have to freak out like, oh my God, oh my God, I need to feel my feelings right now. I need to stay calm and so on. 
no, 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 not at all. It just came so naturally to me that I'm, I'm even surprised right now. That's why I came up also with this alternative explanations, uh, because I'm not sure really <laughs> what, what's happening that, that I'm coping with it so well. And um, by my experience, I think I've also discovered mistakes in my coaching, because I often tell people like, okay, you have to feel your feelings, you have to accept your body. Or maybe even, you know, you have to pause before um, before acting on an urge. So these advices, they are great. But when they come naturally for you, they are great. But if these actions are not something that you have, uh, that you have naturally, but something you have to get to, I think that then it becomes, becomes a problem. So, um, so for example, body acceptance, right? It should come to you more naturally. Like you shouldn't, have to like you know stand in the mirror and maybe uh, repeat some affirmations or write down why you love your body what you love about your body maybe it should just um maybe this body acceptance should come uh, just as a side effect of you understanding that you are this divine creature that you've been given a body to experience life in many modalities and that's it (laughs) <laughs> That's it. You don't have to like overcomplicate things. You don't have to strive for body acceptance. You can just just do it by deciding to. The same with pausing before an urge. So pause, in my opinion, right now after having that experience, I think that pause before acting on an urge should be a natural result of you having an understanding that this is just some kind of like energy flowing through your body and your brain calls it an urge and this is just a part of automatic habits habit and this is this is just the experience you don't have to freak out because what i see is people freak out and instead of just being present in the moment they work hard they have a goal they they distract themselves from from what's going on in the moment and they work towards the goal of building a pause I, I hope that you understand uh, what I mean. But again, I'm still trying to figure this stuff out. So maybe in the future, we are going to talk about these kind of things and concepts one more time. I think that at this point, I'm going to close this episode. And I want to remind you that I started a new Instagram account, which is called Binge Proof Brain. And I would really appreciate if you would go and follow that account, if you want to stay connected with me. And of course, in the future, when I will start sharing binge um, binge eating related content, I would really appreciate if you would maybe share my posts on your Instagram stories. Because again, at the beginning, I probably will have problem with, you know, reaching my audience. So you sharing my posts, if you find them helpful, that would help me tremendously. Thank you so much and see you next week. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Pinchproof Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your application for my Pinchproof Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day.